ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Thank you again for joining me on this podcast and for your support as we spread the word about the importance of building relationships in business and in life and showing people that we care. I invite you to go over to my website, janisporter.com, for a free gift. You can download my ebook, Seven Step Formula to Create Business Relationships That Last. And, um, and please keep listening to the podcast and let me know your thoughts. Today, my guest is um, a wonderful woman from Washington State. Her name is N.J. Shelsby. And welcome, uh, N.J., to the show. Thank you. N.J. works with powerful type A leaders who've learned all the strategies to build a successful business but aren't achieving the level of success they know they're capable, capable of yet. She has an uncanny ability to quickly get to the heart of what's holding them back and then clear it out so they can take action to 10 times their business. Uh, you can find her on, well, I'm going to talk about this later, but I love this uh, title of your Facebook group, The Mindset Lab for Gutsy Women Business Owners. I love that. So maybe we should start there. What makes a gutsy women, woman business owner, NJ? Well, I think that, um, you know, going into business for yourself, it takes a certain amount of guts. And so um, I think that the two just kind of go together, you know, it's a, um, you know, you're setting yourself up for potential failure, you know, the, the rate that businesses fail. Um, and so I just think that um, it is a gutsy thing for women to start their own business. You know, you said that, you know, with the rate of, of businesses that fail, do you find or have you seen any of the, um, the stats around the fact that um, women are more successful starting with their own businesses? Is it because more women start businesses or is it because they just, uh, their nature? But well, I have I, seen something like that. Yeah, I, I haven't. I mean, I've seen that more women are starting businesses mm. than men. And I think that that's because of the freedom that it gives us that um, you're able to stay at home with your kids and not have to leave them and pay for the daycare, which is astronomical, that eats up you know, a lot of your cost and stuff. So I think that it gives women a lot more flexibility. But the statistics that I've seen have been more that most women who are business owners are not making very much money. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So um, do you think that's the nature of the businesses they start or is it deeper than that and that's where your work comes in? Yeah, I think it's deeper than that. I think that the parts of us, uh, the parts of us that make us fabulous as women mm -hmm are part of what makes it harder for us to succeed in business. I see, uh, first of all, 
that women generally um, have more compassion and empathy than men. And I think that that means that we end up giving away more of our time and services. It's harder for us to charge and ask for more money in general, certainly not all women. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the difference between women who are more successful versus the ones that aren't, you see a lot of that, that they are afraid to ask for higher wages and they give away a lot of their time for free. So that's number one. Um, number two, I think that women are natural multitaskers. And I know that you know neuroscientists say that multitasking is a myth and that we really don't. But, um, but just the, the, the definition of multitasking that we've always known, right? That you're doing multiple yes. things at once. And I think that as women, we're naturally good at that because we had to watch six kids, right? And keep yeah. them all alive from uh. an evolutionary perspective. And I think that because that's our natural state, in the world that we live in today, with all of the pings and dings on our phones, that it overloads that, that we don't know how to turn that off and focus. And so because of that, it means that we, um, you know, we're not able to focus as much on the things that we need to do. We're very easily distracted. So uh, that's number two, that our, our natural multitasking leads to us being more distracted. And I think that the third one is that our desire for connection, um, I think, is stronger than it is for men. And I think that what that means is that we hold ourselves back. We filter what we say. We're afraid to promote our business on social media, that what our family and friends might say if they're not business owners. We, um, you know, we try to please all people. So then we're just kind of this generic vanilla. We're not um, showing our true personality, which is, is what attracts people to us. And so I think that those things make it more challenging for women um, as opposed to men building a successful business. That, those are really, really good points. I, I, I can identify with pretty much all of them. Uh, I think that, most of us can. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I don't know, sometimes that multitasking or that distraction thing um, gets me more days than it doesn't. And what happens for me I think is um, I love to learn and I'm curious. And so I want to go and find out more about this particular thing or what that person said or whatever, this book, that, that course. And I go off on that track on a learning curve instead of yeah. thinking, no, I'm supposed to make five calls this morning or I'm so, <laughs> like, right. And it's, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think about, I mean, you and I are old enough. We remember the days when, you needed to research something, you had to go all the way to the library and get the encyclopedia off the shelf and sit down. And so it was, you, those curiosities that you had about subjects were not easily satisfied. Exactly. Now, anytime an idea pops in your head that you're curious about, all you have to do is jump online and you can Google it. You can watch YouTube videos. I know. They're, it's very, so true. they're very helpful and suggest related videos. So it's very easy to get just caught down this path that you can't jump off of. Yeah. We're just overloaded, um, overloaded on the internet right now, overloaded in the world, overloaded in um, the amount of information that's out there that, that in on any particular subject. So yeah. And the companies are using 
people who study neuroscience to strategically build their user interfaces in a way that purposely gets people addicted to it. That's scary. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally scary. Mm -hmm. So I can tell just from the way you're talking that you are really passionate about what you do. And, um, and who, who do you love working with the most? I love working with women who have this desire deep down to do something that will mean more freedom for them and um, more quality of life in their family, but they're holding themselves back. And they don't even necessarily know that they are holding themselves back you know that because our brains come up with seemingly legitimate excuses as to why we're not doing something yeah but those people who have had this dream for years and they just haven't gotten around to really making it happen i love working with them and just because they're they're right on the edge and they're poised they kind of they know what to do but they're just not able to take action and very quickly i can get them in a state where they're taking that action. And um, it just fills me with joy to see that effect, that how quickly their life is able to change once they start taking that action. So do you think that um, these women, and, and I'd like, I'm curious to know what percentage of them are actually um, married? Because I think what I see and what I've experienced is that we don't put ourselves first right. and nor do we put our business first. Therefore, and, and you said something earlier about, you know, what will our family think kind of thing. Right. And, and that's to me often been the pullback. Like, yep. yeah. So, so how do you get somebody yeah. over that? Who's still saying, well, I can only do it when my husband's not home or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I think that you're, you really hit on something there. I think that it's much easier if you're single and you're going to starve to death without the income to kind of force yourself to take the actions. Having, you know, the family and the husband who makes the money, it's like it, you're safe and it's just this extra thing that you want to do as opposed to if I don't make this money, I can't pay my mortgage. And so- right. it, does make it harder. I'm and nodding my head as you're talking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. I, I totally get it. And so what I do that gets them into action is identifying why it is that they're not. And, you know, there's really three things that keeps you from taking action. One, which is what um, a lot of people talk about, is that lacking clarity. If you don't have clear um specifics about the actions that you're going to take your mind doesn't hone in on it and you're more easily distracted right that makes number sense. two mm -hmm. is if you're trying to do the wrong things whether you know it's something that leaves you bored or uninspired you know there's a lot of things that are repetitious i can't do i have to have vas that take care of that because there's just no way i am going to get myself to do boring repetitious tasks and mm -hmm. so that's the second thing that keeps you from taking action 
And the third one, which is the one that I have the most fun with and, and I really like to play in, is where your unconscious mind is, present, is preventing you from taking action in order to protect you some, from some real or imagined discomfort. So for example, rejection. Um, you know, what, like, like we were talking about, like what your family would say if you mm -hmm. post something on your Facebook page. And so that's where I am really good at being able to um, dig in, see what's going on, and where this third piece, the unconscious mind, I'm able to help them process that stuff that's kind of has their unconscious mind preventing them from taking action so that they can easily move forward and take the action. Okay. That's, and I was reading this on your website. My zone of genius is uncovering what is holding you back from spending your time on the right things in your business, where you are wasting time, identifying the programs running your unconscious mind. That is like, so, um, that's huge yeah. because um, I think we don't realize and it's when somebody um, I, uh, uncovers that and maybe says to us, you know, is the real thing that, you know, you, your, your husband's always or your father or whatever has always mm -hmm. said to you that, you know, you, this is it for you. This is right. where you belong. This is the, th because there are so many of us that have these stories running in our mind that, that are limiting beliefs and stop us from right. doing what we really should not should be but are destined to do or you know could could um uh exceed uh excel at right exactly um, right and you said something there yeah about the limiting beliefs and the thing is that's all you hear these days everyone talks about limiting beliefs and what i find is limiting beliefs are the least you know are not really that as powerful as the stuck emotions that mm. um, let's say let's let's give an example um, a kid in second grade has to stand up in front of the class and do his little report on you know some book that he read or something yeah and he does something um, kind of um, you know makes some little mistake and the whole class laughs and his face, you know, burns with shame and he's so embarrassed and humiliated. In that instant, he, there's these intense feelings that are produced. Now, from a biological standpoint, right, evolutionary, shame and humiliation and that like feels like rejection and rejection means lack of survival. If you're kicked out of the tribe, you know, you weren't going to survive on your own. You had right. to belong to the tribe to survive. So biologically, we're programmed. Whoa, don't do anything that's going to mean rejection. So standing up in front of a group, rejection, unsafe. So mm -hmm. now fast forward 30 years later, you try to give us a, a speech. You know, you say, oh, I want to do public speaking in order to grow my business. And you can't do it because your unconscious mind is trying to protect you from feeling that those emotions and, and faster than we are even able to process the thought, our unconscious mind knows, oh, this is going to produce that feeling. We're not going to go there. And it'll come up with all kinds of excuses like, oh, you can't. Now's not the time to send out those letters to those networking organizations. Instead, you should do this, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's YouTube or Facebook mm -hmm. or whatever. And so that memory, 
that emotional memory in our system, I think is much more powerful than the limiting belief of, oh, if I stand up in front of a group, I'm going to be embarrassed. That, that is really, um, I, I, I can just see it. Like it's, it's like the trigger goes off in your brain saying, oh my God, I remember that. Like it was yesterday. Yes. And, uh, and a lot of the work that I do, people don't even, they don't have any remember. The events were seemingly insignificant, but it created this rule in their nervous system of like, whoa, this feeling is bad and uncomfortable. We want to avoid that feeling. Yeah. And so anytime you're doing a behavior that starts to trigger that emotional feeling, your unconscious mind shuts you down from taking action. And I'm just really good at being able to uncover that stuff. It's part like, you know, my corporate training in like root cause analysis and um, like medical device product development. And, you know, so because of the like FDA environment, if there was any kind of a problem, you had to dig and find what was the cause and how you were going to prevent it from happening again. So that, that logical thinking combined mm -hmm. with, you know, my, um, like, I'm like an emotional empath, like I can feel people's feelings. And so it's like, as we're kind of talking, I can feel where their discomfort is that leads me to ask questions that uncovers things. There's your gift, right? That's yeah. your gift. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> I know that um, and I'm going to shift the topic a little bit, but this is where, what it made me think of. So, cause I know that, that one of the things that, that I'm able to do with people is some, sometimes I'll say something in a conversation with a, with a new person, a new connection, a new, um, you know, someone I'm, I'm, I've just met for the first time and they'll say, wow, that was like, you're right on or, or, you know, that's exactly it. And it's like, I get to the heart of something very quickly with people and that's, again, like you said, it's, it's my intuition that makes me right. do that. But, right. um, so when you're, um, uh, you said something to me before we went online, um, about networking. And mm -hmm. of course my whole thing is about building relationships and the fact that being authentic and, and building real relationships with people is the best way to grow your business because, um, you do business with people you know, like, and trust. And right. I know that's cliched, but it's not because you really do need to, um, to feel that it's the right, the right uh, person or people before you move forward with them. Mm -hmm. So when you're coaching and working with the people that you're working with, um, do you talk about, um, do you feel that way at all? Like about relationship building and, and uh, how, because women of course are, are I think um, more comfortable doing that than men. And I know you work mostly with women. So they are more comfortable. However, there is a tendency when, and I've seen this so many times people go to a networking event and they meet connections that are potentially like really good connections. And they don't follow up. Yeah. And, and here's, you know, one of the main reasons I find that that is women who are, you know, that type a personality, mm -hmm. they have been working so hard for so long that they're always on the verge of burnout. 
And there's this unconscious fear going on that of their business growing outside of their control because we're also control freaks. You know, we want things to be able to easily control. And there's this fear of things getting so overwhelmed that their family will get neglected. They'll be exhausted. It'll be outside of their control. And so a part of them is afraid of the good results that would come from following up. And this isn't usually conscious. Like I have to like dig in and ask people for them to like uncover like, oh yeah, that's what's going on. So, but they're unconscious trying to protect them from being overwhelmed, neglecting their family or, you know, overworking, getting depleted, all of that kind of stuff. I totally resonate with that. You just opened that up for me because um, sometimes I think that an action that I take or don't take is because of a limiting belief uh, and lack of um, confidence in myself. But sometimes what I find is I start to feel when I get really busy and lots of activity going on, like productive activity in my business, that um, I start to feel that uh, I'm losing control and what's going on in my head is, oh my God, I thought I'd be finished working by this time today. I want to go and spend some time with my family. That is going on in my head sometimes and distracts me from what I'm doing, but also makes me very um, overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's really And I tell you another one of the main things that happens that keeps people from following up, especially if it's like a really great opportunity. And that's this fraud factor that people are going to uncover that we're not really as good as we think we are. And this it's the funny thing is the more qualified you are, the more likely you are to have this. I mean, I've seen that's People interesting. With PhDs who oh. <laughs> are like thinking that they're not educated enough. Um, I this woman that I knew, she was a business coach, and I have to say, she was the most qualified business coach I have ever met. She trained under Michael Gerber and was one of his coaches, and now she was out on her own. I mean, you can't get much more qualified than working with the guy who wrote the e-myth, you know? Exactly, right. And, and I remember we were in a mastermind together and I remember her opening up when we were doing this coaching thing together about her, you know, being afraid that people would find out that she was a fraud. And like that clicked in my head. It's like, if she could feel this way when you can't get more qualified as a business coach than her, it has nothing to do with our qualifications at all. Yeah, that's really interesting. That is really interesting. I think, though, that also, just to, to if you don't mind, just to take it to a, a little bit of a, a more superficial level in a way, but not definitely not superficial, um, is that when people are networking, they really have not been taught how to network properly quite yeah. often, right? And okay. Um, and, and they go, you know, they go to events, first of all, not being, not having the right intention. They don't know why they're really there. They know they're supposed to meet people and collect business cards kind of thing instead of, you know, why am I coming to this particular event? 
Who do I need to meet that's going to be here? Do your homework ahead of time. Make sure that you meet the right people that you want to meet. And there's different ways that you can make that happen, um, which comes from your intention. And, and then making sure that, um, that you leave a conversation that you know you want to continue by saying, you know, are you okay with me uh, following up with you with a call or would you prefer text or should I just email you? I'd love to set up a time for us to continue this conversation, taking right. control of that and then right. actually doing it. So right. even, and so I know that some of it comes from the fear and some of it comes from the fraud thing and, and the deeper things, but just on a, on a, uh, um, activity level, you, there needs to be a, a consistent plan or pattern right. of what to do as well. Right. And when you have that plan and you're purposeful in how you're networking, your unconscious is less in control, right? Yes. Because our unconscious is the default. Think about when you get in your car and you're driving, how much if we like, like just get in the car and our unconscious makes its way home. Right. But what if you, would, you wanted to stop somewhere? You needed to stop to get milk. If you don't really bring that into your conscious mind and make this like, I need to stop and get milk, your unconscious mind is probably going to take you home. You're going to pull into the driveway and go, crap, I forgot I had exactly. to stop Yes, yes. Yeah. And so when you're networking, if you are very purposeful about what you're doing, your unconscious mind is more likely to get on board with doing that. Mm. Um, that it's so true. Right. And I don't think, I guess I don't think about, you don't think about the unconscious things, right? You don't think about it. And yet it's, as you say, uh, it's making 95% of our decisions and is, right. uh, as well as being programmed to keep us safe, safe from right. failure, being overwhelmed, um, by too much success, ridicule, rejection, feeling like a fraud, et cetera. Except, yeah, this is all really good stuff. And that's um, where I'm kind of strange is that I see that in everything. That's just the way that I see the world. So I can see when people are, at, any way people are acting, I'm always analyzing it through that lens <laughs> of what uh -huh. their programming was that is leaving that, you know, driving them to that behavior. That's really interesting. So can you think of someone that you've worked with that was in your, um, mind your biggest success or that you got the most satisfaction from, from seeing them go from point A to point B? Oh, let's see. Um, there have been so many over the years. I mean, I, I remember a woman who, um, she, she was a photographer and wanted to write a book, um, that was kind of a, um, it was about her Puerto Rican heritage and, um, and she, for years, she was talking about it and hadn't done it. And then we worked together and then boom, you know, she, you know, did it and released it, published it. So, um, that was, that was like one of the first times many years ago that I realized that I had this gift to be able to get people who were uh, stuck, unstuck. Mm. Um, you know, a woman who is a very good friend of mine um, that she had talked for years about 
doing uh, an online course and you know, she's, she's independent and like, just like, let me, I got this figured out. I'm going to do it. And so I kind of left her alone. And so she talked about it for years and just kept coming up with those seemingly legitimate excuses. And finally I'm like, all right, you know, we have to sit down here and, and have this conversation and, you know, and just digging in, asking some questions and, you know, that fraud factor thing came out and, um, and also that overwhelmed thing. And, like we were able to just easily work through that stuff. And then boom, it was like, it was less than a week that she got that out and, you know, actually live out there. And so that was really cool. That something that she had been holding back on for so long. She finally I think that that's where, I, yeah, I get the most enjoyment is like where I'm able to break them free where they haven't been able to for years to put something out into the world. That's yeah, that's very satisfying for sure. Well, this has been delightful and I would like to ask one last thing and uh, as well as um, where people can find you, which I will put in the show notes as well. But what, what's the most important message that you would want to leave with our listeners? You know, I think that um, just what you said before, 95% of our actions are controlled by our unconscious mind. And so if you aren't taking actions that you know that you need to take to grow your business, that to really look into the possibility that your unconscious mind is protecting you, even if you have seemingly legitimate excuses, and so ask yourself, what is the next action I would take on this? And then ask yourself, what would be the worst part about taking that action? And that will uncover what it is that's going on. And if initially you get the response, oh, there's nothing that would be bad about this. This would be great. You know, ask yourself again um, that there's some kind of a negative thing that your mind is making up about taking that action. Hmm. Hmm. That's really good. That's good advice. It's good timing for me right now, actually. I'm, I'm enjoying this. So how can people find you? Uh, my website is uh, njshelsby.com mm-hmm. or um, they can come join my Facebook group, the Mindset Lab for Gutsy Women Business Owners. <laughs> and in there we have, you know, conversations around you know, how stuff is holding us back. And um, I do some live stream trainings. And um, periodically, I even put out some offers to do some free coaching for people, um, especially people who are willing to um, be on a recording that I post in the group. I've done that. Okay. Um, That's wonderful. Um, I'll be checking that out for sure. And I thank you so much for being on the show today. I think that you had a lot of nuggets for people that, that for some of my listeners who might be looking at why their business isn't growing as fast as they wanted to, or how to step out of their, their own way and, and uh, 10 times their business. So thank you so much for being with us today. And I had such a good time. Thank you oh, for having thank me. You. Thank you. No, my pleasure. And uh, to my listeners, thank you again. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And if you 
like what you listen to, please leave a review. That always helps. And lastly, stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.